Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. All right, Jen. I went with Jen. She asked me to go with her. And, and we took the school to, to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And, and right along the floor there, I saw a little in the grass, I saw a comment, a quote that said, He who uses the spirit inside of him creatively is an artist. And the hot. He who uses the spirit inside of him creatively is an artist. Now, that could be a whole sermon in itself because what spirit is inside of you and, and how are you, right? So, so let's not even go there. But we went to, to, to MoMA and, and we took a bunch of young people, teenagers, to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. How many of you have ever been there? Museum of Modern Art. That's the wrong museum. I'm all the way at the other one. That's the Met, I think, right? Museum of Modern Art, MoMA. Okay, that's the one we went to. Thank you. I messed that up. Um, there we were exposed to so much, so many different artists. We were, you know, people that we knew. There was some Monets that, that you know, Jennifer was so excited about. And it was, I was just so happy to see her happy. You know, it, it, was, it was cool. You know, like I look at it and go, okay, you know, but... But um, there, was a, there was Picasso, there was Monet, there was Van Gogh, and, and you know, they were taking pictures with, the, with these paintings. And I'm like, wow, that's you know, great. You know, amen. But, so then you know, we keep walking, and, and we were you know, looking at stuff. Because if you've been there, it, it's a trip. You know, we were looking at stuff, and I was saying, what? And, and whenever I grabbed Jennifer, I said, what makes this art? Why, why is this art? You know, because, I mean, you're looking at some weird stuff. I'll give you some examples. There was a canvas um, that was all painted red, right? And, and it was called Red Square. <laughs> and I said, wow, what, what genius came up with Red Square, right? And there was, I'm not kidding, there was, there was a rope suspended from the ceiling to the floor. And this exhibit was called The Rope. And... and you know, and then when you were teenagers, forget it, you know, because we're just looking at it like, come on, bro, you got to be kidding me. What? Come on, man. What's this? What, what are we doing here? What? And I kept looking around and looking around, and there was, there was tons of stuff. There was, um, there were, I think Kelly's favorite was there was a pink light, uh, like a fluorescent light of pink, and it was in the corner, and that was called Pink in the Corner. <laughs> pink in the Corner. That was this art. And I'm thinking, you know, who... Who comes up with this, and why is it in this fancy place, right? Okay, I could put a light in a corner. I could put hang a rope from the top. I can paint something red. I've done it before. What? How come he's famous and I'm not, right? What makes this art? And it was killing me. There were some canvases that just have a dot in the middle. And I said, whoa, that's incredible, you know, and I'm watching people. I'm with, I'm with, you know, the snooty folk, you know, that they're, and they, they have, you know, they pay extra. They get that little thing that tells you history about the art piece. And, and so they're putting in numbers and listening. I'm like, it's a dot. What do you need to listen to? It's a dot. Look, I can make one right now. You know, give me a marker. I'll make one. 
And I'll tell a history. Come on. Come listen to me. I'm famous. I made the dot. What's the big deal? Right? But I'm watching these people. They're taking pictures. They're so amazed by this. I, I, I saw one. I I'm, I'm kid you not. It, it was a line down the canvas. It was, the whole canvas was one color, and it had a line down the canvas. And if you look carefully, it was masking tape that was lined down the, I'm not kidding. And, and they painted the masking tape. And I started reading, because it had a whole explanation. And I started reading, and I read how this piece was a defining piece for this artist. This was a, like, this turned his life around, you know, this he put masking tape down a square and painted it. And this changed the whole perception of art or the way something's done. This guy's famous, the guy that did the line. We looked around. There was, there was, um, there was a shovel. The, one, the exhibit had a shovel hanging from the ceiling. Nothing different about the shovel. It was a Home Depot shovel. They hung it from the ceiling. Art. Art. Amen. There was, there was a, a, one exhibit Kelly didn't like too much. It was a dead rabbit. There was a dead rabbit. Here it is, a dead rabbit. Art. People taking pictures. Ooh, deep. Yeah, no, because, you know, what happens, the existentialism of the... It's a dead rabbit. You, you understand? There was, a, there was a, a dot. There was the masking tape. There was the shovel, the dead rabbit. There was this one huge thing. It looked like it was, it was uh, felt. It was felt strips, and it just looked like a car wash, right? And so we called it the car wash, but it was called felt. <laughs> Powerful, right? And I kept saying, man, what makes this art? And it can, Mark, can we hand out those pictures? I want to hand out a picture that I stole, I mean, that I downloaded from, <laughs> from the Museum of Modern Art. And I found it. This part, of the, this part of the exhibit, they don't let you take pictures, so I couldn't snatch a picture of it, but I found it on the internet, so I got it, right? So it's free. So if it's on the internet, I can take it. So I want to hand out this picture to you. As, as that's coming around, I want you to look at this picture. It's one of, it was one of the first exhibits that we went into. It was by a photographer named Jeff Wall. And so this guy, he's a photographer, and we were walking through, you know, and looking at his pictures. And to me, every picture was stranger than the next. It was just pictures, you know, that he takes photography, you know, he takes a picture, and it's up on the wall. And he had this entire gallery of his pictures. And there was one that particularly caught my attention. It was two tables, and it had beans on the table. That's all it was, two tables, and there was beans on the table. And it was called Some Beans. And there was like six-page explanation of this picture of some beans. Two tables with beans. He did the same thing. He cleared off the beans and he put an octopus on the table. A real, you know, from, this, from the fish store. And this was called some octopus. Another six-page dissertation about this work of art. And, and I said, this is so weird. Why, why is this, in, you know, what is, what is it with this? Why do we pay to come here? Why, why do we, you know, why do they collect money? Why, who decides what goes on the wall? Who decides what's art? What makes this art? You know God was setting me up, right? So we came to this one picture, and it's the picture that I've handed out to you. And 
as, as, um, as we were passing that picture, there, there happened to be a guide. And the guide was explaining, you know, everything about Jeff Wall's pictures and everything about, and I hope he never hears this tape on the internet or something. But, but I mean, you're an awesome artist, Jeff. And um, we're really amazed by your, by your art. Praise God. But um, no, it, it twists. It, it gets good. Trust me. Um, so I was, I was listening to the guide kind of, you know, she would talk 20 minutes in front of each picture. All the, and I'm like, it's just a picture. What's the big deal? She took a picture. He took a picture. Right. But in this picture, he was, she was, I, I'm, I caught my, my eye. It was a picture. You know, if, if, if you look at the picture, you see the, the bridge and the people and stuff. And he says, she was explaining that originally he framed this shot one way so that but he couldn't get the full picture and so he had to back away to be able to get the full picture he had to push back to see to get the full meaning of of this picture and and you know something about that kind of rang in my heart and then i remembered who i was and the way god speaks to me and so i leaned in to find out more and i find out that the name of the picture is called it's right on the bottom there the storyteller and i said okay god this is a setup you're talking to me we're we're in moma and and you you're talking to me because i'm 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 not aggravated i'm just like why is this you know what, what is this what what's going on with all this and so i smiled when i read that and i want you to look at the picture for a moment and if you zoom into the top part of the picture if you zoom in to the top part of that picture you might see what looks like kind of a homeless man there on the corner right and, you know, you, you, you could assume a bunch of things. You could say maybe, you know, that's where he sleeps. He sleeps there under the bridge. It, it's a man that looks like maybe he has nothing to his name. He's all alone in life. He went there to kind of just find peace, to be, not be bothered by the city streets and the people. And, and, you know, he's right there underneath the busy highways and just kind of sheltered in a way. And if you zoom in closer, you'll notice that he's sitting on rocks. And you would imagine that that place, there's just rocks everywhere and that there was no place for him to rest. And, you know, no place more comfortable than those rocks. But as you start to back away and you look at the second picture, it's the full picture. You'll see that just a few feet from where he's sitting, if you look at that picture, there's softer ground. And you'll notice that just a few feet away, there's, there's, there's plentiful, there's, 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 it's full of life, there's grass even, there's color. Just a few feet away, and, and if you look at the lower left of the picture, there's a woman telling a story, and that's Jeff Wall's storyteller. And you see that she's, she's crouched up, you know, she's, she's not sitting, she's, you know, on, on her, she's crouched down, she's, she's telling a story. And as I heard from the lady, um, it turns out he doesn't just take these pictures, he sets them up. So these are actors. You know, he's, he bought the beans and put them on the table and took a picture. It wasn't like he just passed by and saw a picture with beans on the table and, and took a picture. He sets this up. He, has the, he pays these people to dress a certain way, to be in a certain spot, he set, which to me just made it weirder. Right? I said, that's just like more weird. Why would you? I understand like you see something kind of different and you take a picture and it's kind of, it could be a cool picture. But he sets up these weird pictures, which made it even stranger for me, right? And so um, I'm not going to pretend I understand everything. I read like six pages on this picture and, and he's talking about um, exclusion and he's talking about an Indian community that's in Canada where he lives. And he's talking about how this storyteller, how he's excluded 
The storyteller has excluded the guy that's off to the side. Because you see, the people above him, they're turned that way and paying attention. The one next to him, the people next to him are right in her in the storyteller's face, and she's telling a story. And but you know, if you don't look at the whole picture, you you won't see, you just see the guy, and you just see his alone, and you just see his story. But if you back up just a few feet away, you see that things could be different. Right? And so if, if what, what I started doing is I started looking at the picture through the eyes of the artist. And when you start to look at the picture through the eyes of the artist, I suddenly, I found myself there and I started asking a lot of questions. I started saying, man, why is the guy so far from the others? Doesn't he realize that there's more people there? Why does he want to be alone? Why haven't they invited him over? I started asking all these questions. How come he's chosen the roughest ground to rest on? Why is he sitting on the rocks when there's grass? And how come? And, and why do the other people in the back have a sleeping bag, if you look? And why do, why do the, the storyteller have a fire going? It seems like they're going to be there a long time. Maybe they live there, right? And I started asking all these questions, but then I remembered after a lot of struggling and, and trying to find the purpose in this art, I, I remember that all of these characters had been posed in these situations, and they'd been put there to tell a story. That's when it got spiritual on me, and I, I hope it, it, it gets spiritual on you for a moment here. At that very moment, at this very moment in time, look around. We've been posed. We've been put together and brought together to tell a story. See, we're part of God's story for God's glory. Mm. We're part of God's story for God's glory. And, and so it, it, the, the whole thing is we have to change the way we look at things. If we, if we look at things through the eyes of an artist, it changes things. Amen? Because if, and when you start to be aware of God's presence and, and God's hand on everything, then you look at things differently. But when you look at things without vision, you don't see much. Right? When you look at things that, you know, from the point of view, it seems pointless. From our point of view, from our street level, it seems pointless. But when we back up, we get the full picture. When you look through, through the eyes of the artist, things take on purpose. Amen? And so now this week I'm struggling. I'm like, man, you know, it's Mother's Day and I got to find some cute Mother's Day story. And I got to, and I started reading about the mothers in the Bible. And I started thinking about all these women in the Bible. And I started reading stories and stories. And some of these stories were jacked up, right? There's some messed up stories with women in the Bible. Not, not a whole lot of really good ones. You know, if we can probably pick two or three that we can, man, preach and be excited about. All the other stories are kind of messed up. It's a lot like the art at MoMA. It's a lot like some of the moms in the story. You read the story and it looks like the rope. Or it looks like pink in the corner, man. It's like just no purpose. Right? When, when we look at some of these stories, I, I, I started asking, man, what, why is this art? What makes this art? What, why, why is this here? What is this doing in the word? What makes this art? What makes it good? For instance, when you look at the story of, of uh, Sarah and Abraham, you read how God made a promise to Abraham that his offspring would be like the stars, right? Countless. And he makes this promise to him. And he's, you know, you're going to be a father of many, many nations. But then in the very next chapter, you find that years have passed and Sarah still doesn't have a baby. 
Think about that. God has made you a promise. And we heard in Toying's uh, Toyin's story that God, you know, had spoken promises to her 10, 15 years ago that she's not starting to see till now. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? So in this story now, you see that, that years have passed and Sarah still has no child. It says that she even believes that God's promise to Abraham, she believes it, and she believes he's going to be a father of many nations, but she thinks there's something wrong with her. She thinks she's the problem. Anybody ever had that realization? Right? Well, God's promises are true. God is good. God is doing awesome things, but I think I'm the problem. And so, you know, she comes up with a, with a, with a she's only looking at, at a, a small piece of the picture. She's not realizing that God is not on our timetable. Amen? And she's not seeing things through the eyes of the artist. And so if we put Sarah in a picture, we might see Sarah sitting alone under the bridge on the hard rocks, depressed. And, but God already sees from the full picture, God already sees Isaac playing in the field. No, y'all didn't get that. See, if we look at the story from a street level, from our eyes, we just see Sarah sitting under the bridge depressed because she's old and there's no way she's going to have a baby. She's old. There's no way. So, so there's no way. But if we back up and see the, see the picture from God's eyes, then we already see Isaac playing around. We already see Isaac um, playing with his kids. Amen? It, it starts to change, but Sarah didn't see it, so Sarah comes up with a backup plan. You guys know the story. Sarah tells Abraham, listen, I'm the problem. God doesn't want me to have a child. Take my slave and sleep with her. How many of you know that's a bad idea? Right? When we try to help God with a, with our, with a situation, we try to help him fix something. And so he says, he, she says, listen, I'm the problem. Here's a backup plan. Why don't you, you know, go and sleep with my maidservant and, and, uh, you know, have, have the child that way. Perhaps this way, this is the way God's going to do this. And so Abraham, being this man that God has spoken to and understand the covenant that God made with God, that, that Abraham, that God made with Abraham, and understand how he did this. If you read the scriptures, it says that God spoke to him and told him all this. And he says, well, how, how will I know that it's you? How do I know? And, and he says, well, do this. And he told him to put up a, a sacrifice and to put up all these animals, that, you know, to prepare them for sacrifice, but not to burn them. And so he puts them all up and throughout the night what happens is he gets this vision and God's speaking to him and a flaming fire pot appears over the animals and just consumes them so understand that this is a covenant that God made with Abraham and he's pretty clear right would that make it clear to you right if like you know if, if God says just offer me this and then he came and took it would that make it clear to anybody Right? Flaming sword comes down and takes up that sacrifice. That would make it clear to me that it was God speaking to me. This is not, we're not talking about somebody saying, I think that what the Lord is saying is that, no, this is clear. God, I asked you, you double checked. It's double checked. It's confirmed, right? But he gives in. He goes, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I should sleep with the slave. And, you know, maybe, maybe we could help God out with this situation. And so the word says that, you know, he, that, that he goes and, and he takes Hagar and he goes into Hagar, as the word says pretty graphically. And here we have another sad picture from the MoMA Museum. We have this teenager, he's probably a teenager. We have this young Hagar. She has no choice in the matter. She's been given to this old man to sleep with. Say fun. 
right? She's been given, she has no choice in this matter. She's given to this old man to sleep with, to have a child. She, she didn't decide to do it. She couldn't have a decision. She's a piece of property, and now she's pregnant, we read. And now Sarah and her are not getting along, right? Because there's issues now, Right? I'm providing something you can't. There's going to be issues. And so, you know, you put two women in the house like that and, and one man, there's going to be problems. Amen? And so it says that Sarah started being really abusive to her. And, and you know, she understands that Abraham's never going to, be, going to be my husband. I'm always just going to be his baby mama. Right? Just to, to bring it to our, our understanding today. I'm always, I'm never going to be the wife. I'm never going to be the one that's cherished and loved. I'm never going to be the mom. I'm always just going to be his baby mama. Right? And so we see her, we see this picture. It's, it's, it's sad, you know, and she has no real rights to anything. Even the baby's not going to be hers. So what we read in the word, it says she runs away. And here we get this picture. You see this pregnant woman who ran into the wilderness. She's sitting by a stream in the middle of the desert where she, where she was. And in her condition, she probably would have surely died. But she's depressed. She, you know, when we're depressed, we don't care. Anybody, right? When, when just everything looks bad, everything looks like there's no hope. It looked like, man, we made a mistake upon a mistake and we told a lie to cover a lie. And now we're just, we're just you know, got no hope, no, no, no chance. And so here's the picture of her under the rock by the stream, just like the man in, in, the, in the piece of art. And if we look in close, there's no hope for this woman. She has no choice. Amen. The next picture we get with this pregnant woman who ran into the wilderness, if you back up, if you back up a little bit, and when you look through the eyes of the artist, you see that, that she's not alone there by the stream in the desert. You see when you back up a little bit and you see the full picture, you see that the angel of the Lord is right there. If you know the story, the angel of the Lord is right there. It's Jesus incarnate before he appeared, and he speaks to her. And, and, he, and he tells her, listen, you know, wh what are you doing? And she says, well, you know, I'm running away. And he tells her, well, you have to go back and submit to Sarah. How many of you know those are great things to hear? Right? When you're running away from somebody abusive and somebody tells you you need to run back to them. So before she says, she tells God, what are you smoking? Um. God says, listen, I know you're worried about your future. I know you're worried about that kid. You don't even know if that kid is going gonna, is gonna to live. And so he takes her and he allows her to see through the eyes of the artist. And he tells her, look, you're going to have a big family. You're going to have children past counting. This pregnancy will bring forth a son. And it's the first person that God named in the Bible before he was born. You're going to name this son Ishmael. And the name Ishmael is a Hebrew, is a, a, a name that's made up of two Hebrew words that means God hears think about the comforting of that but you see if we look at the little picture she's there she's pregnant she's depressed she has no hope but if you back up and you, if you look at the full picture like in the picture two that you have you see that in that same picture God is there and God is about to confront her and God is about to speak life into her and God is about to give her destiny you understand and so God tells her all of this, and, and, you know, when you look through the eyes of the artist, she, she understands, she receives it, and she, does, she goes a step further. She's the first person in the Bible to, name, to give God a name that he accepts. He calls, she, she says, I, I call you Jehovah El Roy, the God that sees. 
And she's having a son that, that, that means the God that hears. So in this bleak picture of this little man by the bridge all by himself, you see when you back up that God is there and that God is already speaking life into her and that God is the God that hears and sees. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Because just like Hagar, you're in God's story for God's glory. Amen? See, if you can't see it today, you know, you kind of got to just zoom out slowly back up off the street level and start to look at things in the spiritual level and you'll find Jehovah El-Roi. Amen? You have to learn how to see things. When you look at the story of the woman with the issue of blood, you guys know that story, right? The woman with the issue of blood. When you look at that little picture, you'll see this woman sitting despised, rejected. And you see her sitting by the bridge all alone. And you see her that nobody wants to be with her. That nobody wants to talk to her. That nobody wants to love on her. Nobody wants to accept her. But when you back up the picture, you'll see in this picture, not just the woman by the bridge. You'll see that, uh, that when you see the full picture, you'll see that there's a crowd gathered on the other side. Come on, if you know the story, this should be exciting. See, when you back off the picture, you don't see the woman with the issue of blood all alone crying and despised. When you back up, you see that there's a crowd gathered. And you see, if you look closely, you see that in that crowd, Jesus is there, the God that sees and hears. And, and if you know the story, you'll know when you see this picture that in just a little while, she's going to go near to that crowd. And she's going to press in into that crowd. And she's going to make her way. And she's going to fight. And people are going to try to hold her back. But if you know the picture, you know that when you back up, up and see it through the eyes of the artist she presses in and she's going to get a hold of the garment and that day that day she's going to be healed she's going to be washed clean she's going to be made new and so you see when you look at it through the eyes of the artist you don't see the woman broken and battered and neglected and abused when you look at it through the eyes of the father the eyes of the artist you see, she's in God's story for his glory. And any minute, she's going to get a hold of the hem. And any minute, she's, see, in God's eyes, she's already washed. She's already cleaned. Amen? And see, I, I, I just want, I want us to get us to see things a little differently. Young people, you know, a lot of times we look at the story, we look at it real small. And we don't see the full picture. Hear me out for a minute, young people. We, we, we see, well, you know, he, he's paying attention to me. He's treating me nice. But we don't see the full story. We don't see, we don't back up and see that if we see the full story, he's treating a lot of other people nice too. <laughs> if, if, you know, and, and we can look at her and say, man, but she's, she looks like a good Christian girl. And she's, you know, she seems good. She likes that, that I'm part of church and she likes. But, but if we back up and we see the whole story, we don't see the way she's living the rest of her life. And, and, and you're thinking, man, she's, she's good for me. And, and I think surely the Lord has brought us together. And surely this is God. And because we look zoomed in, we only look at what we want to see. Amen? But when you see through the eyes of the artist and you back up a little bit and you see the rest of the junk that's in this picture... See, because it applies both ways, amen? When we back up, we can see God's hand all around. But also, when we back up, we might be able to see the enemy's plan all around. Right? And it's about seeing the full picture and seeing it through. And so if, if we would just make decisions that way, before we, we, we jumped, before we said yes, before we, we, before we became intimate, before we gave ourselves away, if we would just back up and see the full picture, 
guarantee the decisions would be different and decisions would be better. Amen? It's about seeing things through the eyes of the artist. And, and man, this has just kind of changed me. Amen. Amen. When you look at the story of the woman at the well, I kept coming up with these stories and just reading these about these women. And I said, man, this, this is, this is this some messed up stories in there. And when you, when you look at the story of the woman at the well, you might see a woman who's made some bad decisions. You might see a woman who's lived life going from one man to the next, looking for love in all the wrong places, right? And if, you know, if you zoomed in, you might see a woman with a real cold-hearted look on her face. A woman who's got to come to the well when the decent people aren't around. And you might see this cold, empty shell of a woman who's been hurt again and again by relationships. Can anybody identify with this woman? But if you back up off the street level, you'll see there's a man waiting for her at the well today. See, you got to see this picture. See, this, the, if you look at just the picture of the woman at the well, you'll know she comes in the, in the middle of the day when everybody's already come to get water because she's not a respectable woman. She's not seen as somebody that's respected. She's not seen. She's not the kind of woman that when she walks, the other, the other ladies of the community go, hey, welcome, hermana. Great, good to see you. It's nice. Come. Have. No, when she walks into the neighborhood, the hermana starts, mira, that's that one, you know. That's the one that slept with this one's husband and that one's husband, and you know that one. And, and she was that kind of woman. She had made some bad decisions. And so when you look at, her, when you look at, at, at the woman at the well, you see that she's coming and kind of undercover of the time, and I'm going to come and get, well, get water now when, when the crowd is not here, when the respectable people aren't around. But if you back up off that picture and see things, if you see the full picture, you'll see that that day there's a man waiting at the well for her. The man was El Roy, the God that sees and the God that hears. Amen? And, and that day, that day, that man was going to speak life to her. And that day, things were going to be different. When you see the full picture. Amen? Through the eyes of the artist, she's already washed. She's already been qualified to serve and used as an instrument for God's glory. Now, we can argue and try to disqualify her. She's a sinful woman. She, she has, you know, even... Even right now, she's living with a man that's not her husband. God can't use her. She's from the wrong background. She has no training. She has a reputation. But this week, she'll hold a week-long revival that will turn the whole city around. That's what this woman did. You and I may look at a block of clay and see a block of clay. But through the eyes of an artist, you, you see a beautiful work of art that just needs to be shaped and cut from this ugly lump. Amen? We look at people that way. We look at ourselves that way. We see everything that's not sculpture. We see everything, all the ugly parts, the parts that disqualify, the parts that can never be useful for anything, the parts that can never be beautiful for anything. But when the artist, he only sees what's useful and what's beautiful and what's meaningful, and he just works through all the ugly and removes it. It's a picture of the full gospel. And so today, listen, you could be like Sarah waiting on God's promise and, and it seems to be taking too long. But if you back up off the street level, it's already right there in the picture. And you realize that you're there in God's story 
for his glory. And you could be like Hagar today, seeing yourself as a single mom, all alone, used, depressed, sitting by a stream in the desert, expecting not to make it. But if you back up off that picture, God is already in the landscape. He's bringing a name for your promise. You could be like the woman with the issue today. You could just be a woman with many issues. But in your picture today, there's a crowd gathered. We bow our heads. In your picture today, there's a crowd gathered. And, and, and God is saying, press in today and be set free. And I guess my whole revelation from MoMA was that none of this art is junk. You just have to see it through the eyes of the artist. If things have been looking pretty bad lately, if every picture looks bad to you, it's, 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 if you've been wondering why is this junk in my life, what makes this art, why is this here, you're probably looking at it from the wrong level. Back up, mom, dad, son. Get it through the eyes of the artist and understand that we're in God's story for his glory. I loved Toyin's story today maybe you can identify with her maybe you can look at this picture and see a woman walking down the street feeling that that uh you know tradition and and, and feeling all the things that she had felt and feeling that god uh, um that she's tried it all already and perhaps you can see in this picture a woman walking down the street feeling that way not seeing hope maybe not seeing you know not feeling right but now when you see the full picture now and when you see her you'll know that that just up the street there's music playing when you see Toyin's full picture now you'll see if you back up a little bit you'll see her walking down the street but you'll see that there's music playing is today gonna be the day that you'll hear it and respond I just want to bless you, moms, women. We want to pray for you in a moment. I just want to bless you. But I, I want to ask you today, if you would just kind of shut in and, and like, like we were studying that picture, kind of just study your life for a moment. And he said, you know, how have I been looking at things? Have, have I been kind of just compartmentalizing things? And have I just been zooming into the problem areas? Have I just been zooming in to the areas that, that you know, are, are, are consuming my life right now? Can I maybe just listen to the music and back up and see the full picture today? And see the, the angel of the Lord waiting to speak to me. And see the crowd gathered with Jesus. And see the, that Jesus is waiting for me at the well today. And see that there's music playing and God is drawing me to, to his place. I'm going to ask you to respond tonight, today. Before we get on out of here in, in, in a moment or two, I'm going to ask you to respond. And, and maybe, you know, I, I pray that... that this trip to MoMA for, for me could help you to see something. And maybe you've been looking at things uh, the wrong way. And I'm asking you today that if you would just kind of spend, some, spend a, a few moments with God this morning. And just asking him to refocus. So that you can truly be blessed today. 
I don't want you to leave here depressed or, or upset or, or leave here with the same issues and the same baggage that you came with. If you came here with an issue today, I want you to leave here knowing that in the landscape of the full picture, I'm in God's story. And if I, if I see it, I'm in God's story for his glory. If we would just step in and respond. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you, Lord God. We honor our mothers today, Lord God. We honor them. We ask that you would bless them. We ask, Lord God, that you would speak life into them, that you would encourage them, that you would empower them, that you would touch them in a special way, Lord God. And Father, for all, all the children that are here, the young adults, the older children, Lord, that we're, we're here to be with mom today, Lord God. I pray a blessing over them. I pray, Lord God, that you would allow them to see the full picture. That you would allow them to see themselves through the eyes of the artist. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you these last few moments, Lord God. We give you this time. We ask that you, I ask that you would speak speak to the hearts today lord god if you feel like you need to respond i'm going to ask you to come forward if if any of these these stories if you saw yourself in any of these pictures i'm going to ask that you would just kind of take a step and just pray with some people next to you or that you would come forward if you wanted to have a, a ministry team kind of just pray for you before you leave we're here for you thank you lord as the worship team just kind of sings over you Know that the ministry team is here, ready to pray for you guys. And try to help you to see things in a different light. Amen. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.